Hello, hello, podcast family. Before we jump into today's podcast, I need to remind you guys of our two headline sponsors. The first one being Elite Sweets. Elite Sweets is redefining the way we think about sweets with their Elite Donuts. Um, for you guys who've been listening to the podcast, you guys have been heard about Elite Donuts now for some time. What I'm excited to announce now and moving forward is the Elite Donuts team has changed the Elite Donut for the better. And, and this is really, really exciting, guys. If you're listening and you tried the donuts in the past, the donuts were phenomenal. But the one thing that we always struggled with was that they were not shelf stable. So you had to you know, keep them refrigerated or keep them frozen. And that's just tough, right? It, it makes it a little more difficult to enjoy Elite Donuts, especially when you're on the go. Elite Sweets has, has launched their new shelf stable donut. Honestly, I think they're 10 times more delicious. They still have 13 grams of protein. They're gluten-free, keto-friendly, and only contain one gram of sugar. You're going to be able to find them in retail soon. Um, but for now, if you want to try them out, get your new Elite Donuts that are shelf-stable, as well as they launched a new flavor. It's maple. It's phenomenal. I'm not just saying that. You guys know me. Uh, I will tell the truth on here. It is my favorite flavor, and it's the new flavor. So get yours today. You can get them at EliteDonut.com or on Amazon. Either way, use code ShaneWhite30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you guys today by Routine. Routine has a proprietary product called Morning Routine, which again, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know this has become a staple in my life. It's something I take every morning. What it is is a single-serve packet that contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. You can take one of these single-serve packets with you on the go. You just tear one open, mix it with some water, shake it up, and you're good to go. Routine, trusted ingredients, made convenient. You can get your morning routine at yourroutine.com and use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout for 30% off your first order. recording <clears throat> it's very professional now it's been a minute since you've been on the spot wait when was the last time you came on here was it when we did a episode 100 i believe so what episode really? is this? this is 200 200 yeah and you were number one weren't you i was number one that's weird yeah i did this on purpose i was i believe this is my third or fourth i was gonna say i think you i think i think 100 might have been your third one on here i think so Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Mm -hmm. You've definitely aged since the first one. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Time's inevitable. Yeah. Well, and your dad. Right. How are you? You doing good? Yeah, doing good, man. How are you? Good. Good. Ready to join the, the club. Yeah, you're close. You're within uh, eight, nine days. Um. Well, potentially she could get induced next week. So oh, really? I'm trying to figure all that out today. Yeah. 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 Huh. She's already getting some signs today. So we'll really? see. Might be this weekend. Yeah. yeah maybe so. Yeah. And that'd be exciting. New Year's baby. New Year's baby. I know. I was I was going back and forth because I remember um, I had a buddy in high school whose birthday was Christmas. And I always felt like that kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, especially as a kid because it's like you're kind of combining two exciting holidays. 
kind of takes away from yeah. yeah yeah and then uh but new year's eve could be kind of fun because i feel like new year's eve in high school and college is kind of just like you get together party, and party. yeah so yeah. if you're already you know makes it even a bigger reason maybe to have some sort of tradition around it for sure yeah but yeah so we'll he'll be here soon he'll be here Very soon, soon. How's your, your little man doing? Your world's about to change. Now, he's doing really good. He's yeah, good. I'm, I'm, they grow I'm, incredibly fast, and everybody tells would, you that they grow fast, but you don't really realize it until you're in it. I bet. Yeah, has it, has it just flown by? It's crazy. And, like, I mean, it's just doing. he's doing different things by the day. Is he? Yeah. Because what? He's, what is he? One, two, how many months is he? He's it's almost five months. That's crazy, dude. It is. That's crazy. I was laughing so hard at your... Uh, the pictures you sent me, I was at my in-laws and I was showing my mother-in-law the picture of you as a kid. Yeah. I was like, they're identical. Like, it's the creepiest thing. Twins. It's so weird, man. It is. It's funny. Is he, uh, is he sleeping well? Yeah, he does pretty good. I mean, he probably sleeps three to four to five hours at a time, depending, depending on the night. So you get like, wake up one time usually? Yeah. Brittany handles most of it. Oh, okay. Oh, you got that going for you. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing I'm like the most, I would tell you I'm the most nervous about. Yeah. I just, you... I don't do great on my, like, I don't sleep enough anyway, usually. Right. Like I, I typically, I mean, six hours is normal. Seven is like, woo. And then if I like sleep more than that, I'm like, I slept a shit ton of time. So I'm just, and I already feel like I'm always kind of running on E. Which is right. probably not great. That's why the wearing the whoop and stuff is trying to help with some of that. But uh, you think you're tired now? This just adds a whole other uh, um, wrench in the system. Um, yeah, does it? I was going to say, is... it, it, from what I can remember, you you have borderline and could be debatable narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Kelly's a little worried about that. Um, yes. About me, like holding him in the middle of the night. It's like because I I literally will. I do it even now. Like if I fall asleep on the couch, the other thing is I, I think it's just over time. Probably you, honestly, you and our other roommates is drilling into my head that you're going to get fucked with every time you fall asleep. That right. plus uh, Kelly didn't make that any better. So I think now my body, when I fall asleep, like where in a place where I shouldn't be falling asleep, I like automatically like, I'll twitch. I like yeah. twitch and wake up and it scares the shit out of people I'm around. And I'm like, can't do that. For the audience to understand is that we're talking <laughs> to a kid that fell asleep during Super Bowl. In my defense, I had an I had a lazy boy in the living room, and I'm sure we had a few beers. Not during the Super Bowl, before it started. That's a fair point. It was yeah. during the before the kickoff. Correct. <laughs> Didn't we like? I think we had a long night the night before, though. I I'm, I mean I'm sure. Yeah, but, I feel like Saturday night we got after it. I mean, we had yeah a lot of alcohol, a lot of food. Yeah, we did have a lot of food. We had a lot of people come over and bring food. But it was a good Super Bowl. Yeah. I can Who, actually which Super Bowl was it? Giants and Patriots. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was like one of the best. It was. And I fell asleep. I think I caught the end, though. You might I think have. I just missed the beginning and the middle. Maybe. <laughs> Either way. I really wish that sports betting was around back then. I think that would have been that would have we would I feel like we would have but on the flip side we probably would have been at the bars way more often for like every stupid game. Oh yeah, it, can you it imagine? Made, it would have made college so much more fun, but we wouldn't have had as much money then as we do now, probably. 
No, so definitely it not. Made it more difficult, but it would have been a lot more fun. I just think we would have had it would have been dangerous. Like how many nights we gone to Harry's and Brothers, like yes. for a fucking like old Miss volleyball game that we're going to well, bet on tonight. We're all rallying. Behind. We would have been sitting at the yeah at the bar and been like, should we do this parlay? Yeah, yeah. It would just been a it just been stupid way of. I mean, we just burned more money than we already right. were. Um, that would have been fun. Are you doing it anymore? Are you doing any sports betting? I know you kind of gave it up. I have not betted on one game all year this year. Actually, wow. actually, I take that back. I betted on some college basketball last March Madness, but what? I have haven't bet on any football or nothing. I can't believe you haven't bet on the NFL at all. Nothing. It is so fun. I I just it's a blast. I think I told you this, and I've held true to this. I that first amount of money I put in when you got me to try DraftKings. Yeah. Never put any more in. Still riding. I'm still riding it, which is I again I get I get some shit for it because. On the other side of that coin is I'm just never betting enough for it to matter. Correct. Which is true, but right. uh, fuck it, it's more fun to be in in the ga- get be in the game all the time. To me, I mean, like last weekend's a good example. Again, I'm not pl- I'm not betting any crazy amounts of money, but I hit a I lost. I was pretty pissed. I I should have texted you about this one. Um, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. I bet all there were seven games. I think mm-hmm. won the first six, so I just picked every game. Right. Hit the first six, and then I picked the Raiders. Mm. And they lost the Steelers in the last bet. 30 seconds of the game. Which was a safe bet. I thought so. I thought yeah. the Raiders was that was a no I Honestly, going into that game, I'm like, there's the no-brainer. Like, right. I got that one done. Um, lost that one. But then I did win it. But then I won 70 bucks on Sunday. I picked all the games on Sunday and hit that one. So, yeah, every now and then it's fun. You hit one, and you, you know, even winning 60, 70, 80, 100 bucks. That's you fine. You win some, you lose some. Yep, yep. I did get dangerously low recently. I got yeah. to my lowest point since starting, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that was it. I thought that was. I'm like, here we go. This is where I, I either hang it up or I have to put more in. I kind of, I kind of used to do the same. So I would get down dangerously low, like really low. Just throw it all in. And I was doing like twenty game parlays, college basketball, and betting like ten cents. <laughs> What game parlays for ten cents? <laughs> if you hit it, I mean, what, what would what would a payout be on ten cents on a twenty game parlay for basketball? I mean, like you would you would do some really big parlays, and I mean, if you won, which none of them ever did, because how hard is it to win? Yeah, a parlay that big, but I mean, they were several hundred dollar payouts. Okay, okay. I mean, they were so they were a hundred to one, maybe or more even. Yeah, but it's irrelevant because you never win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. funny. I should probably mess around with some of that. Just like throw a bunch of one and just do it for super cheap. Because I, I, mean, I usually do like at least like five, ten bucks. Yep. Can't win unless you don't try. That's right. That's right. So you don't think you're ever going to go back? Is it more of just a time thing? Like it's just like because it does suck energy out of your life. Like I got burnout. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I dove in and, and for what, two years maybe? And then mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, backed out. Do you still follow Marco? I do not. He, I, I just feel like that that's got to be all consuming. Now he makes a lot of money off of it, and right. now he's with the better stuff. I'm sure it's worth it. But right. I mean that that guy. I mean that kind of money like that would just give me heartburn all the time. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But you, I mean, he's making big money doing it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's all relative, right? Like I think for him 
20 or 30 grand is not what 20 or 30 grand to maybe you or me would feel like. Um, so I think it's all relative, but right. wild. Well, that's cool. Well, how's everything else been going? How's business been going? I think one of the things we want to chat through today, I was just super curious is real estate. It's yeah. Obviously anyone listening to this and we just dove right in. Um, you, you are deep in the real estate game. Obviously it's what you do. Yep. Um, so how's it been going? Was it, was 2022 a good year? 2022 is a great year. Yeah. Um, cause we, you, we I feel like your, your world has been a lot different than for example, like the residential market here and where I live is, would you say those have been like totally different worlds? Yeah. Because the housing market has slowed down a little bit. No secret there. Um, you know, in, in 2021 and even early 2022, um, houses would not last more than a few days on the market if sure. you had it priced correctly. Right. And and it helped that interest rates were much lower in those times where now they've, you know, they've crept up anywhere from six to eight percent, maybe even a little bit more. Right. Um, so that's kind of hurt the, the home home buyer market. Um, houses still sell, but not near as quickly as they as they did a year ago. Mm-hmm. But the land market is still incredibly active. Okay, wow. Know, for the for the right piece, and like I said earlier, if you have it priced right, it's going to move and it's going to move fast. So it, even even the land market, it hasn't slowed like time wise on the market. That really hasn't changed much it, not, as far as you price things correctly. Right. I have not seen a slow in the land market whatsoever. Huh. That's actually pretty say, surprising. I would say 90% of the deals that I did in the second half of this year were cash buyers. What do you think is driving a lot of that? Mm, I know a lot of people are using you know, what they had wrapped up in the stock market and dumping it and putting it into a land investment. Mm, Just safer, Um, they think. Yeah, probably at this point in time, you know, I mean, land doesn't seem to depreciate whatsoever. I mean, people always think, you know, values are going to level off or values are going to decrease, but historically it's, it's never done that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Man, the the land market is just, it's impressive. Are there still as many deals happening like is is the deal flow kind of stayed consistent yep yep i mean this this time of year from thanksgiving to christmas is is usually really slow just because of the holidays Mm -hmm. it was not for me or any of us agents in whitetail okay wow um i picture it to slow down a little bit in january it usually picks up in the spring market february march april starts going again so really like thanksgiving all the way through february's the slower time pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Usually a lot slower, but it's, it's not been that way this year for some reason, but well, good for you, man. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Cause I was going to say that was one thing I know you were a little worried about. Even the last time we chatted was just that like the first year was so good. You're like, I hope it can continue. Was, was this year better than last year then? Oh yeah. It was, I probably tripled if not quadrupled sales volume. Is it now sitting here two years later, looking back at what you were doing before this, is it like almost laughable? Yeah, it's it's just I I tell my wife all the time like, how did I? Why did I not do this sooner? Yeah, I bet. And looking back, when I first started this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a huge risk. But yeah, no, I'm glad I it feels did like it. It feels like the more people I talk to on here, I've, I've said this so many times. So if you've heard me say this, I apologize. But the once. Well, if, okay, and I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Like if it if it works out and it starts doing well, that's sure mm-hmm. that's probably what someone thinks too. Right. Um, 
but doesn't it feel more risky back then when like any day you could have walked in and gotten like, Oh, versus today. It's like, depends on how hard you work. Right. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing that we've all gotten. Like so many people have just gotten used to. And it's so funny because I even think back to like Purdue and no offense to Purdue, but I mean like that breeds going and finding a job. Oh, a hundred percent. That's what college is. Yeah. It's funny, right? Like we, to go into debt to then go work for someone. I mean, that's, that's what it, I mean, like, I took an entrepreneur, I took two entrepreneurship classes. I don't, I didn't feel like that. I mean, it was, that was me seeking it out too. It wasn't like, right. uh, right. that was something the university pushed. It's just interesting because it, it does seem like it just like funnels you into that world. It does. And that's, I mean, that's what we're, I guess, accustomed to. I mean, we've had it pounded into our brains, you know, for the last 15 years that that's what we need to do. We need to go to college, get a job and, because even for what you're doing now, was that something you couldn't have like studied that at Purdue? Could you? No, I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Isn't that no. funny? I don't think. I don't think so. Right? No. I mean, at least with my degree, I mean, I'm not using it now necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but it does help me in certain situations as far as you know, being a land centric company. I mean, sure. My knowledge in agriculture sure helps me talk to buyers and sellers. I bet. But, and that probably is a little bit intangible. I bet it's hard to, to you probably don't even realize how much it, that stuff does help. Probably. Thinking back on it now, it's, I mean, it probably helps a lot more than I, I recognize it does. Yeah. But, I think about that even with what I do. I, I, I'd like to think it didn't impact me as much, but I'm like, yeah. how many months did I sit and do financial analyses <laughs> that now it's just like second nature that I do today? Yeah. You know, so I guess that to, to that degree, it probably benefited us more than we think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, the, it's stepping stones in a career that gets you to, yeah. you know, where you want to be. It's all for sure. A hundred percent. Everything. Really cool. Has there been any big surprises this year? I mean, in your world, just for people listening who don't know a ton about buying and selling land, has there been anything surprising if someone's interested? Um, you mean as far as, as, as like what? Um, just like something you either like learned that was a surprise, like you just didn't know before going into this year, just with all the different deals you did or, or if something in the market's changing, that's kind of been something you've been paying close attention to. I mean, each market is, is very localized and regional, you know, I mean, there's certain things and trends that happen in different communities and towns and counties that can change a market and sway it in your favor. Yeah. Um, you know, like I have one of those counties that's close to Indianapolis that, uh, you know, they're, they're really pushing hard to get it developed and, and, and grow in that, in that County. And, and it's just taking the land values and just blown them out of proportion. Well, at least my opinion. And, um, Oh, so like people who are farming the land now are now getting offers for development deals. Correct. Yeah. Whoa. And, and you're helping with some of those. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of buyers in that area because these big corporations are coming in and, and buying land at a, astronomical price and you know these landowners or farmers get this money and um you know if they don't want to pay taxes on it um you know they're going to have to invest in something else sure yeah and and that's what a lot of these people are using 1031 exchanges it's just a 1031 um tax deferral you know money that way you're not you're not paying capital gains on this Mm. okay oh that makes sense there's a ton of buyers in that county and you know, if something comes up in that county, you know, there's going to be a lot of people going for it. Yeah, no, I bet. 
Yeah. Is that something where like in a county like that, is that just like, it's that uh, development just growing north of Indy? Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. It kind of keeps area. expanding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that area, even when I lived there back in, when well, you came down that one time, I mean, that that's like, I think that's changed so much since even I lived there, which was like 20, yeah, what was that? 2015, 2016, probably. Yeah. It's all growing into uh, Lebanon. Mm, oh, really? Like those have, con- like they're connecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and is that an area you cover? Like yeah. just, I didn't, oh, I didn't realize that was your, your, uh, your spot. Okay, cool. Yep. Oh yeah. That area is like why well, between residential and the warehousing section of the, I feel like those areas have exploded, which is like right. warehouses yep. and structures like that. Yep. Okay. That's where it's going. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Well, good for you. That, that's a huge area to cover. I'm it's sure. Is that where you get a lot of deals? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten a handful down there. I mean, there's obviously a lot of agents down there too that are handling mm. some as well, but I mean, if sure. you can get your hand in on a couple, I mean, you're going to be sitting pretty good. Yeah, I bet. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So are you still covering the same geographical areas you used to? Yep. 12 counties. That's a shit ton. It's a lot of counties covered. Yeah. My, I, uh, my furthest County South two and a half hour drive. Oh, so you, is that South of Indianapolis? No, it's basically just straight West of it. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. But to get to it is tough. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, do you, how often are you hitting all those counties? Mm, it just depends. I mean, I had to go down there yesterday for closing. Um, you know, I've been down to Boone County a lot this year just because of all that land change in hands. And, yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't have to drive further than a half hour. It's just, I don't know. Depends who calls and what's going on. Yeah. That's wild, man. I, 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 was telling you the other day, one of my, my business partner and fr- I have a few friends that live just west of here. Mm-hmm. And now I saw started seeing uh whitetail property signs like all over like yeah. just west. I, I mean, I, I, I knew you guys were up here, but I had never mm-hmm. seen them back by where we live. Yep. We're all over the place. We keep expanding. Wild. Yeah. It's super cool. I mean, it right. seems like you're, it's funny cause you know, anything I hear the real estate market, um, just like residential, like areas that I live here in Chicago, um, it's crazy how different the the feedback and the just the overall messages from what oh, yeah. we just walked through. Right. So what's the goal next year? Are you gonna try to quadruple it again? Boy, that would be very hard, but I sure <laughs> would like to. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes, that would be great. But hopefully, I mean, it's been a busy last couple of days, especially after Christmas here. So hopefully we hit the door running uh in January and just keep the Foot on the pedal and keep moving forward. Yeah, I was going to say, is it better to just, I mean, would you prefer not to have any downtime just to keep going? Yeah, you or... kind of get worried if you have, like, if you have a day where you you don't get many phone calls or emails, you're kind of like, oh, what's going on? Oh, but okay. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's nice. And, and is a lot of your, yeah, I'm sure. Is, is a lot of yours still, like, is it organic because people love the brand and you're in that area? Or do, are you doing a lot of marketing now still? I know you were getting into that last time. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah, the more you make, the more you spend. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, I would say, you know, the longer I go in this, this will be the start of year three. And I mean, there's a lot of organic growth. And, you know, I do get listings from, you know, basically organically through mm-hmm. basically, I mean, listings are free advertisements with a sign or being posted on a on Zillow or Landwatch or whatever it's on. It's free advertisement. Yeah, yeah, because you don't pay for that, do you? Do you pay for listing it on Zillow or any of those? Zillow, no, but oh, okay. other land websites, yes. Okay. Yep. And then, do you are you doing like TikTok? 
I figured you were all over TikTok at this point. But they're trying to ban it. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll inevitably get banned. I mean, it's basically Chinese spyware, I think. Mm-hmm. It's addicting, though. It's fun to be on. I mean, do you have one? No. You don't have a TikTok? No, I don't. Oh, my goodness. This is Brittany. Huh? Does Brittany have one? No. Really? No, I have enough social media that, no, I don't need another one. Well, you still scroll through Facebook like a grandma, so. I do. I do Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. I I couldn't tell you the last time I logged into my Facebook. Why? I just don't get it. I don't understand like what the va- like what am I looking for on Facebook? It is a monster. I, I, okay, I'll take that back. I'm I am more business business centric now on Facebook. Hmm. So what are people posting on Facebook that you like? St- like what are what are you getting on Facebook business wise? Like my version of that is LinkedIn. Like I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Yeah. What do I gain from Facebook? Yeah, like I could see how marketing for you would be helpful on Facebook, but marketing for me, it, just, it turned into a dumpster fire of like people's drama and opinions that I don't care to read. It is. I, I agree. Yeah, pers- on a personal level, yes. Business level, no, because I mean, oh, okay. can, I mean, the running ads on Facebook is so powerful. I mean, every who's who isn't on Facebook? Me. <laughs> <laughs> but like for the most part everybody do you actually right? oh do you run facebook ads oh for sure oh okay yeah. i didn't realize that yeah. yeah okay but i mean it's it's powerful and if yeah. you don't use it in, in a business standpoint or especially real estate i feel like I, I just i feel like you're missing out on a whole other market okay i take everything i just said back because i understand for you if you're running ads yeah i would think a lot of your demographic for what you sell is definitely on facebook yeah so yep. that makes a lot of sense. Like yep. I would think, because what's your average age you think of someone you work with as a client? I would say it's it's probably forty plus most of the time, but it just depends, you know. So like, and I would and I would think a lot of those are on Facebook. Seller seller side is a little bit older. Buyer side typically a little bit younger. Sure. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No. So I would take that. Okay. So, so cause you can, can you still advertise within like certain zip codes or regions? Yep. yep. Yeah. I just advertise within my territory. Yep. That's, oh, okay. That's Cause yeah. Cause I, I thought that kind of went away with the iOS change. Nope. Nope. Still there. That's okay. That's great. You can target people with specific interest and age groups and yep, certain demographic. It's, it's okay. Really- that makes and for real estate that I I didn't even think about the ad side. I was assuming you're just sitting there scrolling, uh, looking at high school buddies, uh, you know, little posts about stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll get caught up in some of that stuff. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, Facebook, they, their their ads feed to Instagram yeah. to a certain extent. And... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like Inst- I'm. Well, I'd be curious. Does Instagram help if you have like good photography? Like, do you uh... get any leads that way? Like, I could see if you had like a really cool. Um, property that you got great aerial footage and some video content and then you ran an ad on instagram for like because you can do zip codes on instagram too right i honestly i've never messed with an ad on instagram it just all feeds through facebook okay i'd be curious because that would make sense to me like if i'm someone that's like in that zip code and i'm scrolling and i see this sick video and i'm like wait that's the thing down the street that's for sale that, that i could see how that could work mm-hmm. interesting so it's it's powerful yeah, yeah yeah well if you get on tiktok you can become a, a real estate influencer mm, yep i've seen that yeah, yeah. I, could totally, uh, I don't different. think anybody, I can't say that, but most of the real estate influencers are uh, very residential based. 
and I feel like in big metro areas. Correct. Like I like there's one guy that always pops up in my TikTok and he's like this big New York City real yes. estate guy. Yeah. And I'm like, well that I mean but it, it's cool of, because his content's on like crazy properties. A lot of That's our ages within Whitetail, they they do uh they have their own YouTube pages and stuff like that, which which focuses on land management and you know, different land buying tactics and which stuff. you do that too. I mean, I know some of your stuff had great views, like some of the stuff you did for the deer hunting season this year. Yeah. And I only did it on Facebook and I wanted to get better at making YouTube videos and kind of trying to go that Avenue. Because There's definitely a skill to that too. There is. I'm sure that's you... always been a goal of mine is to, is to do that. I don't care who watches it or who benefits from it really, but I just want to do it because I enjoy it. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is something cool about putting stuff out on the, on especially YouTube. Right. And that's one of the things I want to focus on maybe this year too, depending on how busy things are, but things absolutely exploded last year plus having our son in August, it was just a whirlwind of things and yeah. It's just like I don't need something else right now. No, I get that. Yeah, you yeah. got to need to strip it back the year you have a kid, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. So That's really cool. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can get into that in 2023 here. But and speaking of all that, congratulations! This is—I mean, we haven't had a podcast since then. I think we've talked a little bit, but I never got to really catch up with you on the on the deer hunt. That's huge hey, for thanks. everyone listening. You smoked a huge buck this fall. Yeah, yeah good deer this year. Um, Congrats! It's been, it's a, long been a little time. while. So, yeah, it's been uh, I think six or seven years since I killed my last deer. But, I do uh, have to give you a lot of credit publicly on this podcast because since I mean, not that I know an ounce of what you know about deer hunting, but I feel like inevitably since we've lived together in college, I picked up on some and then now listening to like the Rogans and the Steven Ronellas of the world, I feel like I've learned a little bit more. Yeah. And it seems like there's so many people out there that just go and just, they just want to kill one just to kill one and have meat for the year. Right. You have like, you create it, you create like a thorough, thorough process and are about as picky as they come when it comes yeah. to, to killing a deer. So yeah. I'm very, very detail oriented when it comes to deer. And I probably take it a little bit too far compared to what the average deer hunter does. And I'm not saying I'm above average deer hunter, but I just take it to the whole other level. I would say though, and I know I gave you shit cause that's what good friends do. But when you started posting videos this year of you like talking about it, I, I, of course I'm going to fuck with you. Cause that's what, right. that's what a friend's for. That was cool though. Cause yeah. that, that was like into your brain of like what I used to see you kind of talk about and you'd post sometimes about it. Right. Um, but well, I'll link some of that so people can check it out if they're interested, but you were getting into like the why behind what you're planning, where you're planning it, where your tree stand is and like how you envision the deer coming through. I was like, what, what this is you. Right. I'm like, you've mapped all of this out. Like this is insane. This is why. Right. Yep. So how, why, what, when, where, um, there's a lot more that goes into it. And, and I do that because I have, I'm, I'm obsessed with the animal to begin with and I have a ton of respect for him. I'm not out oh, there. And you just, can tell I'm not out there to just, you know, hurt a deer just because it's, it's fun. You know I mean? I think yeah. hunters get a bad rep because of that. Yeah. But I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, it's the challenge and the, the details of it's, it's, it's very uh, addicting, but, um, before I met you, I thought, People just go out and they sit in the sit in the stand and just something comes by, you smoke it. That was what and, I thought. And some, and some people do, and, and they enjoy yeah, it. And there's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, I just sure. Take it to 
the extreme. What for people listening who have no no idea what we're talking about? What what are some of the things that you do that you would consider extreme? So I try to. Each deer is its own being, I guess. I mean, that's obvious, but um, they each have their own personalities and characteristics and things that they like and things that they do. And, and deer, if you pay attention, deer is so predictable. Like, for the most part, you can almost guess, or at least have an educated guess, what that deer is going to do the next year if he comes back to your property. Really? Yeah. So... For example, I just had a deer show up. Um, I think it was the day after Christmas on the 26th. Um, I never see him any other time other than middle to late December. But last year, he showed up on the 20th. Okay. But that's all he does. He shows up. He showed up within six days of a, a year, basically. He did the same exact thing. Same camera, same spot. Really? So he yeah. just like, you think he just like comes through and he's checking shit out once a year. He's like, let's see what's going on over here. He'll stay there until February and he'll leave and I'll never see him again until next December. Oh, really? Oh, yep. so he stays for a little while, but besides that, gone. I mean, he's yep. gone. Like they're so predictable. And I track all this stuff with trail cameras and I organize each photo by date and time. Whoa. And you and buy I, deer, right? What's that? And you have like names for each of the deer, right? You have to, if you want to keep track of them. So you have like a folder for deer or whatever. Folder for deer. And then I have spreadsheets of when they moved, like on what conditions, temperature, wind speed, wind direction. Do you really? Air mesh pressure, pressure, moon phase, all of it. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. So you have like a deer. Do you have a spreadsheet for like every deer? It's do you have... one spreadsheet with everything in it. Whoa. And then you're just going through the different camera views and logging right. all this stuff. Yep. Yep. Wow, dude, yep. that's crazy. But this deer that I killed this year, I mean, it was a six and a half year old deer. I had three years of history with him. Got it. Okay. Yep. Three wow. years of history. Yep. So you've been tracking this guy for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do the same thing? Did he come around at a certain time and did it again this year? Uh, I mean, the older he got, the more he changed as far. Like, he was always there. Okay. But his earlier years, he would stay on the east side of the farm, but this year he was on the west side of the farm. And was that by chance, you think? Just the day uh, you were there? And... He was the dominant deer, so, I mean, he was, I don't know. He was he was honestly one of the smartest deer I've ever hunted. What And what makes him smart? Um, basically, he was almost to the point where I thought, personally, he was unkillable. Because he was so good at using the wind to his favor that I could not get to him without him ever knowing. Wow. Yeah. So he just always stayed upwind? Uh, not necessarily upwind. He would just, he would, big deer like that normally just move at night. But this deer was during the day all the time. But he was using the wind to his advantage based off of my tree stand sets that you could never hunt that stand on a wind that you needed. So this is going to sound crazy, but like, do you think like they generally, do they they know what a stand is? Like, do you think he like knew that there was someone that was going to that spot or at least had like a hunch that there's something to be worried about if he's not necessarily, it's like, it's so confusing because like you'll hunt a certain spot based off of a wind that's good for you, Mm -hmm. but where you have to change your mindset is you have to hunt a deer based off of what, what wind is good for him. 
Oh. But he was using it, like, he was so good at it that I just, <laughs> it took me forever. So you would you would think you're outsmarting him, and then after that hunt, you'd realize, oh, he he smelled you and, and ran away as soon as you got there kind of thing? Or he would smell me and not come out in that field that night. Whoa. Something. It's just, yeah, they're smart. That's crazy. And do you guys have, like, besides, you know, obviously hunters up by you, do you guys have much other predation? Like, do you guys have coyotes or... Yeah, coyotes. Have, yeah. Do they really hunt deer, though? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent. Fawns mostly, but not mature deer. Do you guys have anything else that can really... No. Yeah. I was going to say, that's kind of the one thing about Indiana that's interesting. Well, I guess, like, I'm sure Iowa is similar. But you don't have, like... We have nothing else that would really, like, take them out. No. No, not really. Iowa's starting to get more um, mountain lions. Are they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Oh, well, that'll take out deer. It will. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. I hope we don't Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Where are they coming? They're coming from... They're coming from west? They're moving they're east? To the northwest or something, yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. That's like the one animal... That... Well, wolves scare me, honestly, less than I think a mountain lion. For sure, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to deal with those here. Neither would be good, but mountain lion, no thanks. No. Oh, wow. No. Are they finding a lot in Iowa? Is that like a uh, thing? I mean, a, a fair amount, yeah. Yeah. E. Enough to I be... Uh, enough to pay attention to. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Interesting. Well, so so what ended up going right the day you shot your deer? Um. Well, I'd hunted the week before this solid almost every single day. Um, and I almost killed him with a bow three days in a row prior to this. Oh, wow! And I knew where he was for the most part, or had a general idea where he was. Yeah. And, um, and when you know where he's at, like what? Are you walking to the stand? Like, how are, how are you, like, sneaking in? Yeah, I mean... Are you, like, tip... You have, tip, to, be, you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Because, you I mean, you're, I'm sure your truck, you're parking way far away. Oh, it's far away, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty good hike in for this stand, but, I mean, it was really good access, and I knew where he was, and I wasn't going to get really that close to him, so... Got it. Okay. He probably so, sorry. Was, I, do what? Oh, sorry. I, I I cut you off. You were explaining what went well that day, and then I was just curious about like sneaking in because this guy seems so smart. He probably let his guard down a little bit, honestly, that morning because the wind that day was more beneficial for me than it was for him. I honestly don't know what he was doing or why mm. he was doing it, but that's what you got to do when you have big deer. You have to wait for him to make a mistake, and when they finally do, you got to be there to take advantage of it. Yeah. So does that mean like during that time of year, how many hours do you think it? How many hours a day and a week are you spending out there? Mm, just depends on the time of the year. But, I mean, during the heat of the season, you know, which is the last week of October, the first two weeks of November, I mean, I'll hit it pretty hard. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll sit six, eight hours a day in a tree. And... Which, for you, I mean, with the new the, this job, can you just kind of bend your hours? You probably even fire emails off and stuff while you're sitting there. Yeah, you can do a lot through a phone. Yeah. yeah. Which... Or would, I mean, you have to keep a list of everything in your, in your notes while you're out there. And then when you get home, you got to go to work. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of doing your own thing, right? Like you can, right. I would, cause then you can do what you love and sure. then boom, knock, yeah. knock things out when you have the time to. So that's kind of what you do during the heavy seat. Cause you know, you're going to be in the stand so yeah, many hours. You just kind of like bucket I things mean, together. If I have things to do, I'm obviously not going to go to your hunting, you know? 
Okay. Well, is that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for a long time. I don't know if I'd say that's obvious. Yeah, but like when it's time to go, I mean, deer hunting is my thing. It's my passion. So, I mean, I'm going to try to get out there as much as I can. Hell yeah. No, I, I know. I, I know that from experience. Yeah. Well, congrats, man. I mean, that's that's so exciting. Was that a... Uh, is there, there's gotta be something just like anything else. Like I, this is not very comparable, but I think about it even when, you know, prepping and I ran the marathon in October, like yep. afterwards you're, if you, if you do well and you get a time you like in marathon running, it's like all that hard work, it fucking worked. I'm pumped. But then you're almost like, kind of like, Oh, I'm kind of bummed. Like I, I like the process of getting the time you wanted. I, in my opinion is, is more fun than actually getting it. Is there any, any truth to that in deer hunting or is actually get, sure. actually killing the deer the best part? people uh, a lot of people give me hell because like i'm so into the process that it that it takes to get to that point i feel like that's what makes people great though like you fall in love with the process and not necessarily the result i think i think it makes you learn a lot more Mm -hmm. but i mean obviously it's we all want to get to that goal but it's not what it's all about to me i guess yeah 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 did you There's feel that a little bit after you after you killed him? Was it kind of like a? It was like I'm sure you were fired up, but at the same time, it's like this deer you've been pursuing for so long. Like you got him. Yeah, I mean, this deer's been on the farm for that I know of for at least three years, and it's just like he's gone. You know, the chase yeah. is over. Yeah. So it's right. It's kind of it's kind of sad in a way, but I mean, it's that's what you're trying to get to. Sure. And then yeah. how long? Like how big was he? Like weight wise? Uh, he weighed uh, field dressed, which is without all of the guts and all that stuff he weighed okay. i think 176 i believe which oh, that time of year, i have no idea what that oh so that's when he's already been like he's already been processed at in the field right and like he's they're still run down that time of year just because they've oh. been running so hard so yeah, yeah. so what would he, what do you if he had a guess how much would he have weighed when you when you shot him live weight probably 250 damn that's a big boy yeah Right? And it's a pretty big deer. Yeah, it's a good sized deer. So then how long will that meat last? Like, will that last you a while? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the specialty stuff that we burn through really fast, like your summer sausage, jerky, sticks, like, I'm almost out of all that already. Are you really? Yeah, but like your steaks and, and burger and stuff like that, like, it'll last a while. I remember, I think you made... <laughs> It's a funny story. We used, remember we used to make that hamburger helper, and you'd always bring the helper, and I always had to pay for the meat. That's correct. <laughs> You're like, let's let's make a meal together. You go buy the expensive meat. No, I'm kidding. I think wasn't the joke the other way around. I think anyway, I paid for all of it half the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the joke. That was the joke. We split it, but you paid for it. That's right. right. Um, <laughs> I think you you maybe we didn't use it for that. But I remember you brought some deer meat. I, I don't remember. I yeah, you brought stuff. I remember you brought jerky. I don't know. How's the steak, though? I, my whole point of saying that was, I bet a steak is really damn good. My favorite, but I'm partial to it. Oh, sure, sure. I love yeah. them. I like them better than uh, most beef steaks, to be honest. No, do you really? I do. They're so good, especially the loins. They're so good. How, so how, like, for for yours, how many steaks do you think you have? Like, how much of that kind of meat did you do you have in the freezer? Steak-wise? No. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, probably 30 pounds, maybe. Okay, that's quite a bit. Probably, yeah. 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 Wow. There was like 85 pounds total of meat, I believe. That is the coolest thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's so cool because then you have meat for so long. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. and how long do you think it'll last? It'll probably last through part of next year. Cause you're probably going to, do you share some with like family and stuff? Yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. I'll share some, yeah. but I mean, I don't know. I, I hope it lasts us till all through 2023. Okay. Nice. So the yeah. goal would be to get to next season and then yeah. hopefully. But I mean, that's, one. it's not all we eat either, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, kind of like in and out. Right. I know, um, me and Kelly were just talking about this the other day. I was saying I've not I've, I've hunted with you one time. Didn't even have a gun. Right. Um, monumental event. I know that was probably up in the. It's got to be in the top three or four for you um, of of best outings you've ever had. You fell asleep. Oh, this is the theme. This is the theme. <laughs> okay, you go try doing something without the weapon to have fun and tell me how how, how exciting it is. True. Um, sure. but we. Uh, I was telling her about the the elk hunt. Someday. Oh, I'd love to. I would love to. It'd be the coolest thing ever. Except with elk hunting, do you I know a lot of people do it with bows. I'm sure you'd want to do it with bows. You can do, do, it with can you do it with rifles too? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just feel like I I mean, unless I start practicing with the bow, I would not feel comfortable hunting something like that and yeah. not being awesome with a bow. Correct. Yeah. Right? Like I wouldn't want to fuck that up. Right. Rifle would be so much easier. Yeah. I, that would be cool. Someday it would be really cool. Take the suns and go out for like a week. I'd love to. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fun? It's on a bucket list. I was going to say, that's on your list, I know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. It'd be the coolest thing ever. And that, because how long were one of those last? That was probably years. Oh, a long time. I bet, I can't imagine how much meat comes with a uh, with an elk. I'm sure it's quite a bit. That's got to be so much. I mean, how much, do you know how much they weigh? <sighs> Aren't they a thousand pounds? I was thinking that they're they they are enormous animals. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the craziest part is like carrying them out, like for where a lot of these people hunt them. Like, is it's miles? Yeah, I work close with a uh, with an agent uh, with White Tail Properties out in New Mexico. I talked to him quite a bit, and he was in my orientation class. Okay, and uh, he's actually a uh, a guide for elk out in New Mexico. So you already yeah, have an so in. I've talked to him about it. Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah. is this like something you would consider doing sooner than later? Uh, yeah, it just depends on the price. <laughs> They're very, very expensive. Yeah, how much? Do you know how much it is? <sighs> no, I mean I know it's probably five to ten to fifteen thousand somewhere in there. It's a lot. I remember. I think in the past we talked about this briefly, and I think you you earmarked like ten ish. Yeah, yeah, but like you can do do it yourself hunts too on public land, which is very hard. I know a lot of guys have done it, tried it, but they've rarely successful. Yeah, because I mean, you got to know not only where they are, but how to get to spots. It's like everything you just talked about with a land you know intimately. You're going out to public land that you've never probably been on. Yeah, and totally different terrain. And yeah, yeah, it would be a totally different ballgame. Is it? Do you think it's? Does that price point per tag or like per person? Yeah, probably per person. Damn. Wouldn't that be a bummer if you drop like you took your son, you drop like twenty grand, and you don't get one? They do. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it happens all the time. I'm sure, yeah. but it'd be such an experience. I feel like it's. It, I would call it ninety percent experience, ten percent if you get the elk. Right, I mean, right. I mean, maybe sure seventy thirty. I was like, gonna say. I'm sure, yes. I can come home with one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that is so cool, though. It is. How long are they usually? Like, how long are the outings? Do you know? Yeah, five or six days usually. And you are you camping out there? Uh, it probably just depends on the hunt and what state. And, yeah, yeah. that I think that'd be fun. Just like out there for the for a week or five days, it'd be pretty brutal. It'd be brutal, but sweet. It'd be yeah, cool. it would be sweet. Pretty rugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What What else is on the bucket list? Moose hunt. 
moose. Yeah. Yeah. Moose. yeah. Yep. Now, do moose taste as good? as I've heard elk tastes, tastes like the best out of those big ones. Honestly, I've never had moose meat before. And moose so are even bigger than elk, right? Yes, they're a lot bigger. I can't say one way or the other. Yeah. And where would you, where would you go on a moose hunt? Probably Alaska or Yukon in Canada. Didn't Tyler do that, or he was he not hunting? Was he just up there? Tyler, I think, went on a Maine moose hunt. Wow! Did you get one? I don't know. I don't think so. This was a while ago. I can't remember. Okay. Wow. Yeah, moose would be crazy. This would. Those are so big. I've never seen one in person. Yeah. Now there, there you camp. Oh, really? Those are flying. Those are flying hunts. Whoa. With the uh, whatever those planes are, with the they land on the lake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are flyings. I can. I mean, just being in Alaska for five days in the wilderness would be bonkers. It would be, and I would be a little freaked out. Like, there's a ton of predators up there. That's yeah. not one that you want to like travel lightly from a, a weapon standpoint. No, I mean you start running into bears. I was gonna say bear. I mean they have everything, don't they? Right, and I've talked to a lot of guys that have, have been on these hunts, and they said it's. It's kind of mind wrenching because, well, one, you don't really see anybody other than yourself and your guide, mm. and I mean, you're in, in the middle of nowhere with nothing—no shower, no cell phone service, nothing. Do you think those and, guys do the do the do the guides carry like sat phones or anything? Oh, I'm sure they have to. Yeah, in case something happened. Oh yeah, and then um, they said it sometimes takes days to even see a moose because I mean it's the the country's so thick and crazy that you know it's it's hard to locate a moose. And I wonder what happened like I what this is going to sound super tactical. You fly in on one of those planes. Yeah. Do they do they park the plane there while you're there the whole time or they does that guy fly out? He flies out. So then when you kill a moose, depending on how far in you are, like I wonder how many like can you get all that on a plane? Like I can't imagine yeah. the weight of that. Yeah. I don't yeah? know. I don't know. I'm sure you can get most of it on a plane, but I, I guess I don't know if you have to take separate trips or not. Like, can you imagine, like, even, like, getting it all the way to, like, the lake, then I can imagine it's multiple, it could be multiple flights. I mean, a moose is more than an elk, and an elk weighs a thousand pounds. I mean, that's, like, shit. I mean, if even if it's the same weight as an elk, that's probably throwing another four full-size men, like, big guys, on Mm -hmm. the plane. So, I bet those planes can't hold that many people. Plus your gear. I'm going to have to look this up. I want to see how much a moose weighs. Yeah, I bet it's, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet it's 2,000 pounds. I bet it's a ton. It might be right. I bet it's like the size of a truck. Like a regular F-150. Okay, not, as, not near as big as you think. No? A male is anywhere from 840 pounds to 1,500 pounds. Oh, I mean, that is... Well, look what a moose or an elk is. Um, but it's a little bit less than that, obviously. So a big deer is... Mature male is 710 to 730. Oh. Not as big as I thought. Not as big as I thought either. Yep. Okay, still. Still a big ass. <laughs> big damn. I know um it wasn't I think it was an elk. It was an elk. When me and Kelly were in uh Colorado in when did we see this? It wasn't the trip No, it it was I can't remember. We were there twice this year. I think it was when we went in January. A guy was flying home with an elk and like he had just gotten dropped off at Denver Airport. Yeah. And he must have sent the meat to like a processing plant, but he literally had his backpack, which is like his camo hunting backpack yeah. in the rack with the like brain stem was sticking into the backpack. And then the 
the antlers were on his back. It looked like he was like an angel. And he was like walking into the airport. I was like, holy shit. Are you going to like, I almost wanted to go ask him because I'm like, are you, can you fly on a plane with this thing? Where are you going to put it? Yeah, whatever you do. I don't know. You obviously can't bring it on. No. But I wouldn't trust them to like throw it on there nicely either. Right. I don't know what you do. It was all wrapped up though. He had it like almost like bubble wrapped all the way around it, probably to protect it. I don't know. I bet it gets checked just like skis or golf bags do. But probably. I wouldn't trust those people with a rack, would you? No. That's crazy. No. Anything else? Do you do you have any desire to hunt like mountain lion or bear or anything like that? No. 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 I don't know why, but I don't. Like a bear just doesn't doesn't get it going for me. Yeah. The only thing thing that would be interesting is like those are the kind of animals that would try to kill you and you're killing it, which adds a whole nother level of craziness. I want to be the hunter, not the hunter. Yeah. Especially if it's a bear coming at you or something, that would be. But even aren't, isn't a moose hunt pretty, and I wouldn't say it's like not the same, even close, but there's some risk to it. You usually get pretty close, don't you? Yeah. I mean, moose, they're fairly aggressive. Um, Don't you showed me some videos that you like put your, you put your, um, your bow like above your head like you have the antlers and you kind of yeah, they're, put like, a they're, bow blind. they're like, like half a, blind a bow or a boat or like on their head oh yeah moose are literally half blind yeah so you do that and they think it might be one of those and they kind of come at you or walk towards you they're like curious right. yeah whoa yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool pretty wild pretty wild man well congrats yeah. on the deer hunt though that's super exciting thanks man yeah it was fun i'm glad to it was nice to be done midway through the season, relax the rest of the year. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was going to say, I, I'm sure it gets stressful when it's like coming up to the end of the season and you're like, ugh. Because you, do you have, I'm sure, do you get the feeling of, I would think out of anyone that I know that hunts, you, you seem like, you, like you're, you're bummed, but you're okay if you don't get one. So you don't like, but I could see some yeah. people just being like, fuck it, I'm going for this one. No, a lot of people do. A lot of people settle and it's just, I mean... In order for deer to reach a mature stage, you got to let them go and get to that point. Sure. And sure. I'm okay with it. You know, it doesn't bother me any. So how many do you have on the farm now that are like on the list that you're like, these are going to be big in a year or two years? Uh, as far as like, I, I usually try to focus on the deer that I'll be targeting next year, but I think I got four or five deer that are on the list. But as deer get older, their personalities change. And they always establish the most dominant deer. And usually that most dominant deer will start kicking out some of these other, you know, bucks. So, I mean, it's it's not always the same deer that make it year to year. Oh, so even like the four or five right now, next year, one of them could get kind of like kicked out of the group. Where do they go? Right. What do they do? Well, they'll go to another property somewhere. Oh, really? They'll just be yeah. like, you're out, bro. Right. Yep. And I mean that like after I, I shot my buck this year, he was obviously the dominant deer. Um, like, how do you know that? Like what, what, how do you know they're the dominant deer? Just watch them. Oh, you can see how they act with the other ones. Yeah. And, um, and basically what he does to other deer, if they get close to him, Mm. like he'll get aggressive towards them. Oh, really? Yeah. But once I started, once I got him off the farm on November 12th, it was like a day or two later and other bucks already started moving back in. Wow. Do you, and what do you think is that? Do you think that's just them communicating and somehow they there's a way for them to be like, yo, the, the big dog's out. Yeah, I mean, they're just coming through the area again, checking things out, and they notice that, you know, his scent's not there or, or whatever it may be, you know, so. Whoa, how yeah. crazy. That's, That's nuts. Wild. They're smart. Yeah, man. They're super yeah. smart. Oh, it's so cool. 
Which a wild thing. I mean, we just hit on the barely hit the cover of it, but just scratching the surface. Yeah, man. Very yep. cool. Very cool. Have you ever thought about starting a? I mean, I, I tell too many people this. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast just on all of this stuff? Thought about even, it. even if it's just like a solo thing of you on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot out there already, um, especially in that that avenue. But I mean, yeah, I'd be, I'd be awesome to do. I'd love to do it. Yeah, I mean, even if you got like a mic set up and stuff, it'd be cool. And especially incorporated in with my business, I think it would be. Yeah, because then you just become known as a a voice in the industry too, on top of what you're already doing. And some of our agents do do that already. They do some podcasts and stuff. Oh, do they? Very cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's just another way to get get information out. It is. Yeah. Do you? I was wondering this today too. Do you think podcasts are going to die off, or do you think it's going to be pretty steady? I think it'll. I think it'll be like what YouTube is today where um, like this is the reason I say this um, the platform I use to syndicate, which just means like it sends it out to all the podcast platforms. They did one of those like 2022 year wrapped things. And I do usually do, I record between one and two week, one and two podcasts a week. Typically that's like what every single week of the year. Now, do I get one or two out every week? No. Like I always have kind of like a bucket depending on how busy the week is, how many I can edit and get out. Right. Um, but just what I uploaded. So that means I, I mean, I recorded more than I uploaded so far this year, obviously. Um, it, they told me that I was in the top 90% of podcasters for like audio minutes uploaded. Really? And I, it's a, that, the reason I say that is it surprised me because what that probably means is I don't think I do that many more than probably the average. Maybe right. I do, but I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes to show like the top, 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 like the 1% of podcasts are probably getting 90% of the, the listens, right? right. Like you talk, yep. you look at any of the top 10 lists, like those are probably getting so much of the total downloads right. that it's like this, it's like this crazy peak. And then the super long tail of podcasts, which I think is similar to like YouTube where you have, you have kind of the top, whatever, I don't know what the number is. You have the top maybe thousand accounts that accumulate a crazy amount of the total viewing hours True. and then you have just a billion people that get don't get that many views yeah um but i it's just crowded it, i think it's harder and harder to like more so than youtube or instagram like there's not a good way to like because you can't um the easiest way to describe it is like you know on instagram if you want to like try to promote it you can use like hashtags sure yep. there's nothing like that in podcasts it True. all comes down and unless you're gonna like market it which i personally don't um, and anyone I know that does, I don't know how much that's really worth, um, by the time yeah. you market it and then get people back and listen and the ads you get from it. So if you're into it for the money, it's a little tough, like, but it's, it's weird. Like, you know, I'm, I get hundreds of downloads an episode, yeah, which feels like a lot to me knowing how many people I, I would think would listen to this. And when I started, it was like three. So <laughs> it's like now it's grown a lot, yeah. but you know, you think about like Rogan, I mean, obviously he's got the biggest platform. I mean, you think he's got like. The last I saw it was like 15 to 20 million per episode and he's doing five episodes a week. Oh my gosh. So you just like compare those two and you're like, right. but I think what's cool about it is, um, it's getting more and more video focused. Yes. So more and more of the good ones have video. And I know I've gotten a lot of good feedback, even on mine on Spotify. Now all of my episodes you can listen to obviously, but if you turn your phone sideways, the video plays. Yeah. So, and I've had a lot of people be like, Oh, I actually like watching the video version more than just listening, which at first I didn't, I thought it was gonna be the opposite. I was like, I don't think people give a shit to watch two people sitting here talking, but people actually like it. So I think it's growing. I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. 
I think getting, I think the lot, like the further we go, the harder it's going to be to have a six quote unquote successful podcast where you can like do like it full time. Most, most podcasts are basically organic growth. Really? I think the big thing is getting, it's all about the guests. Right. Like if I got Joe Rogan on here and for some reason he posted it, yeah, all of a sudden my podcast would probably like get a shit ton of views. Um, just people finding it. It's hard because like I don't know about you, but I don't do a lot of I don't go in the search functionality of iTunes or Spotify and search for a podcast. I stumble on one or I someone was on one as a guest and I like them and then I listen to one. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good podcast. And then I like add it to my queue. So the way you find podcasts, I think, is tough. It's not like YouTube where you might randomly get Search. put on like recently, yeah. like the next thing, and then you get a, like a a viral video. I think podcast is more like you need a viral guest that is willing to repost you. Yeah, so it's probably. a little tougher. It would be a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. Like even in my anchor, the anchor is the platform I was talking about. Um, I can see all of my podcasts, so all two hundred now. I can see in order of like who, which, like you can rank it by by downloads. Oh, really? And my top two are Matt Frazier. So I've had him on twice, and those were over a year ago. Yeah. And they had 10x what all my other ones have had. Really? Corey which goes to show, be up there too, right? Corey's like number four or five. Yeah. Um, it's all fitness people, funny enough. It's all fitness yeah. and like, um, but it's all people who are famous. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it kind of validates it. Um, well, they probably don't get a whole lot of value from me. No, I bet they do. It's funny the 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 ones that, like those ones are interesting because like Matt didn't repost it, but but... One of them got picked up by, uh, I actually had a friend at RX bar that sent um, like this CrossFit daily email. It's like a newsletter that goes out to the whole CrossFit community. He sent them like, a, they have like this tips email. And he just said like, hey, Matt was on this podcast, talked about finance, which he never talks about. They like put it on the main thing. They're like, check out Matt and this new thing. So like that got a crazy amount of views because right. people just didn't know what the hell my podcast was. Um, yeah. But I actually get a lot of feedback of of ones like this where people just talk about like hunting. Like I didn't plan on talking to you about hunting, but it it came up and I actually think that was pretty cool. And I think people uh, will actually gravitate towards it. But people will always gravitate towards like if I randomly had fucking Trump on like and all of a sudden I posted like Trump's on my podcast. You know what I mean? Like people are probably going to like download it automatically just because like, wait, what the hell? Um, So I don't know. To answer your question, I think it's going to keep growing. Yeah, I was curious. I didn't know what your thoughts were because I was, like I said, I was thinking about this morning. Yeah, I wonder if this is something that's gonna kind of fizzle out or if it's gonna keep hammering down. But I feel like a lot of people that sit in an office environment. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what I listen to most of the time during the day is podcast. I think it's a way better way of getting into important information. Like I don't know about you, I don't, I definitely don't turn on the news. Like I think it's so full of junk at this point. Yes, I, I don't I, care on the news. For yeah, I, I, I listen to the weather, actually. Okay, well, there you go. The weather's fine. It's, well, who knows? But <laughs> it's funny, right? Because I, I do think, well, okay, usually you know, my podcasts are an hour, but I think a lot, any podcasts are an hour or more, in my opinion, like you can actually get into, com- you're sitting and talking to someone for that long. Like you and I connect quite a bit. I mean, it's harder and harder now, but okay. I mean, even when you and I connect on the phone, it's like, what, 10 minutes maybe or whatever. And I feel like we talk about it a lot, but like, when's the last time we were able to sit down and just talk without interruption for an hour? Like, it, when you do that with anybody, I, I do feel like the information and the ideas that come out are way different than you can do on any show or any oh. news thing. So I think, I think podcasts will continue to grow in that sense. And I think people, more and more people are doing it. So it's, I think there's, I saw a stat the other day. There's like over, I think there's like over 20 million podcasts out there now. Yeah. 
which is crazy. That's, That's insane. So many. Even when I started this, it's like I think it's ten X. There was like two, there was like two to three million when I started. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that nuts. Yeah, but well, I think it's. Go ahead. Oh, go for it. I was gonna say I think it's another. Um, it's just another avenue of date of information like YouTube. You know what I mean? I don't think YouTube's slowing down, but it's just like it's harder and harder to be a YouTuber. It is. It is. But uh, I was gonna change directions here and ask you how your business is going. I don't know how many people on your podcast ask and see. Oh yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, it's going really, really well. Um, we uh, we had our biggest year for sure. Um, you know, obviously going. With ours, it's a little different because it's service-based. So we leverage our time, right? Like, I mean, we can only have so many clients because our we only have so many hours in a day. Um, we, we're definitely getting to the point where we're thinking about... There's like certain types of tasks on Amazon and other platforms we work with brands where... I wouldn't say it's not important work because it definitely is very important work. Uh, it just takes a lot of time. And so we... we um, we're, and I told you this from the beginning, like our whole thing is we're trying to not be a big agency. Like a lot of the big agencies that we're competitors with, I'm sure they were at the same inflection point where they had a, they had an idea, they executed on it and they got to a point where they're like, Hey, you know, we have this many clients. Why don't we try to double our clients? Um, the only way they could figure that out is by hiring a bunch of college level folks who no offense to them, but they've never run Amazon businesses. And so they they kind of get a lot of like cheap labor for lack of better words to do the the actual work and then they just try to get more and more business. Um, the whole reason we got into this was not to become that. So we're kind of at that same inflection point where it'd be I wouldn't say easy, but we could we could go down that route and be like, oh, we'll just hire a bunch of people and try to keep scaling this. So we're trying to do it very different. I think that's been the biggest challenge. Just like you don't want to stay where you're at. Um, but we want to get better and better. Like ours is all about performance. So like we, so how do we get better? How do we make our, help our clients grow faster? How do we make them more money? Um, and then inevitably, like, how do we, you know, how do we keep growing our business? So that's where we're at, which, which is really exciting. I would tell you it's, um, it was a big year in an exciting way. Like it was just, it was going all in was the key. Like for us, like doing it part time and, and, you know, if any of my clients listen to this, like, you know, the people that jumped in and in 2021 can't thank those guys enough because that gave us the confidence to to make the leap at the end of last year. This year has been the best year of my whole life by far, like just being able to do it full time. It's what I love to do. Um, it's been it's been so fun. Honestly, it's just been so fun. It doesn't feel like work. I work so much more now than I've ever worked. and It does not feel like work. Same. Yeah. Isn't it just a different feeling? Oh, yeah, it is. Yes. Um, yeah, I just look for, like when I get you know, Slack messages or emails or phone calls from clients. Like if that was my old day job, I'd be like, oh, fuck, so-and-so is calling me. Like I got to go do something. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, I get excited because I mean, sometimes it's issues, but a lot of times it's just like people have questions or want to change something in a good way. And so, um, no, I love it, man. It's been great. I, I, me and Kyle, my co-founder, we always joke. We're like, I don't know how we would go back. It's, I, it would be so hard. Yeah, it yep. would just like it would just be so hard to it, envision going back. Um, <laughs> like if this job fell through, I'm like, there's there's something else that I would do or try to you know make it work so I didn't have to work for somebody else again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, and I think I think the and it sounds like you did the same thing. Um, it just took like energy and focus for a long time. Like does. it doesn't feel like a long time, but when I look back and I, you know, it's funny over here out next to my desk. I, uh, I know we, I was going to ask you at the end, but I use that full focus planner I've shown you before. Mm -hmm. And I, I really enjoy like, it's a process of slowing down 
to figure out what's really important and then writing that stuff down to get done every day. Yep. And in some days it, I'm like, wait, I need to be, you know, sometimes I wake up and I feel overwhelmed. Like there's just so much shit to do. And so I'm like, I should just use a digital version of this or whatever. But right. I realized looking back, it's funny. I can see them all. I have, I started it, um, in of Q4 2020 and they all last a quarter. So like every quarter I get a new notebook and yeah. they're all lined up. So I have one, I've done one every quarter since, and that's when Kyle and I like kicked off noble partners was in Q4 of 2020. At least like the idea. So I got that and it kind of helped fuel all of it. And it's cool to see like a physical notebook of like all of the build. And I, the other day I was like looking through because that's where like my goals for 21, 22. And the, I started looking at 23 stuff and I was going through and relooking of like, you know, what was my goal at the time? And like, what was I doing that day to get towards it? And I just yeah. realized while I was building my 23 goals that I'm like, it, it's, it's not like I did anything that like other people couldn't figure out necessarily. Right. It's not like rocket science. Yep. It's just I've fucking worked hard for. I've been working hard for a long time, every That's, day, doing a little here, a little there, working long hours. It's just like a consistency thing. That's the answer. Yeah, even that's this podcast, dude, it's crazy. This is I can't believe this is my two hundredth episode of talking to people. It's fucking insane. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, you've done a lot of stuff, and like it, it's just hard work and attention to detail. And keep at it. Yeah, that's what it takes. Um, question back to you. I know one of the biggest things. I wouldn't say I'm. I'm uh, I wouldn't say worried. Maybe I'm just a little stressed is I have a feeling that, you know, me at this point, I'm very regimented. Like I work out at the same time every day. I pretty much work the same hours every day. I try to fit in this podcast, same hours, hours every day. I have like me and Kelly have like a date night on Wednesdays. And we talked about this a little bit. I know you sent me an awesome note um, for the baby shower thing, but what was that like for you becoming a dad? Like, I guess my, the reason I I bring this up is I, I just have a feeling I, I don't want to like not spend the quality time with him, but there's so much going on. I almost feel like inevitably like some things have to take a little bit of a backseat. Um, I don't know. It's, it's like, it seems like such a huge thing coming into my world. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have a huge amount of time that I'm just like, Oh, I'm not doing anything with these hours. Like that's when I'll spend quality time with him. Um, how did you kind of go through that process? Cause you're in the same thing where I know you're working crazy hours, hunting, trying to stay healthy. How did you, how have you balanced all of it since August? Uh, it was, it was hard. It's I, I, no secret about it. It's probably one of the hardest things, transitions that I ever had to make that, or especially Brittany and I, that we ever had to make. And, um, luckily I have an awesome wife and, and she took most of it because as soon as we had Cole, um, from that day forward, you know, real estate and the market just exploded. So I was yeah. crazy busy. And that time that you used to spend, doing things for yourself, whether that's just sitting, watching TV, relaxing or, or whatever it may be, you know, Mm. um, like those hours and that time has to be cut back and you spend it with your family rather. So, and it's, 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 I I can't explain it. It's just, you have to go through it to see it. And I mean, it's scary, but you, you make it work. And I mean, now we're adjusted and things are fine. Yeah. But I mean, there's just things that you're going to have to cut back on that you would normally do, you know? Sure. But obviously you have to keep up with your job and, you know, that's important. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you do have to make a living. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you just got to balance your time. And what, what were, what were some things that you felt like took a back seat out the gate? Cause you and me are kind of in the same boat where, you know, I don't get like a paternity leave, right? Like me and Kelly are just going to try to work, you know, figure it out and I'm going to, probably take a couple days maybe 
Yeah, um, nothing really took a backseat, honestly. Like, I just worked more and longer. It was longer days. Did honestly. you sleep less, you think? Um, Probably a little bit. Not a whole bunch, but a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I did, and I still do all the things that I used to do. It's just you're probably a little bit more rushed, a little bit more stressed, and it takes a lot longer to do it. Mm. Okay. Sure. So, like, do you still work out roughly the same time in the morning? And in the mornings, yeah. In the mornings. Do you still? Did you cut back on like the length? Um. Yeah. Probably. And there was there were stresses of times where I was so worn out from work and this big change that I didn't work out. Just flat out, like I was exhausted. We were all yeah. exhausted. So you sure. Just didn't. Yeah. You know, it's just things that took a back seat. So, but I mean. <laughs> I was so busy when, when Cole came that, I mean, you just, you had to find a, ma- a way to make it all work and you do, and you don't think you're going to, but yeah. you do. No, I, that makes a ton of sense. I, I remember talking to you when you were still at the hospital and you were like still having to answer emails and phone calls oh. and that's kind of, I'm sure that'll be how my situation is too. Um, yep. So that's, it's good to hear. I, I, and that's kind of what I envision. I mean, that's kind of mentally I've been preparing for is just like, I don't want to strip anything out. I'm definitely not slowing down with work. Um, I just need to like reprioritize probably when things get done. I'm thinking right. that's probably the big one, right? Like yep. things can get done at different hours than they do today. And I just got to be okay with the change. Like it's, I got to be okay with not. And I think a big one for me that I got to let loose of is like being okay with not controlling every minute of my day. That's me to a T. Is it? Yeah. Well, we're, I think we're, I think I've become more like that. I was less like that when we were in college, but I like, I like to map out every minute of my day. And so I got to get used to just like knowing for a while that's gonna, it's probably going to, shit's going to hit the fan every day. As long as I know, like the plan I have in place is going to have to just like alter and twist and change and just all still gets done just at different times. That's fine. I mean, I'm so (laughs) crazy and anal about my schedule and, I have every day mapped out. I have my routine, and if it doesn't go that way, I usually get a little shitty. That's so how I am, man. You yeah. just have to be okay with it not, and it's so hard to get adjusted to. But yeah, you make it work. It's it's totally worth it. It's one of the coolest things you'll ever do in your life. I promise you that. I I you you wrote me a note. You kind of went into detail all this stuff, and I'll keep all that private. But we um I've been thinking about it a lot because I everyone I know I've had a few friends in the last twelve months all have their first kid. And I'm I'm so excited for it. Like I I'm, oh. like, but any word that anyone asks, like, yeah, I'm nervous. Sure, I'm a little scared, whatever. Oh, but I am so pumped. Yeah. yeah, it is an absolute blast. There's smiles. It's it's addicting. It's got to be the craziest thing. You're like, that's that's part of me. That's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. And well, and Cole's getting to the age now where he's he. I'm, yeah. I mean, he's. I'm sure he's like. Is he laughing and and like? Yeah, yeah. that's so cool, man. Yeah. I can't believe I still haven't met him. I, we got to meet him. Yeah, he's, yeah it's, it's a blast. You guys, yeah. But like, so the whole process, like the hospital, it's not like the movies. I promise you that. What do you mean? It's very far. Like the whole, like it in movies, they make it seem so rushed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You get to the hospital and all, it's it's really not. It's very calm. Well, that's what the, the our doctor was explaining to Kelly and I. We were, We had an appointment this week and I've again, I'm with you. I always envision like water breaks. You're sprinting down the highway. Like you're rushing in. You're like, we're going into labor. Like you're running into the ER. 
And they're like, no, 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 no. Like you're, you're going to have, you should have a couple hours, like get your stuff together, eat something, take a shower. I'm like, what? I was still under that impression because nobody really ever explained to us. <laughs> so like when Winnie, or when Brittany's water broke 4 a.m. Yeah, that's a way to wake up. I was dead asleep and, you know, you wake up in a panic and you're like, oh my gosh, you got to get, I mean, we were already half packed anyway. Sure. But I mean, that was 4 a.m. and she didn't end up having them until like 930 that night. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's crazy from like the start of the clock till when you actually get to meet them. Right. I'm so pumped. Yeah, that's going to be sweet, man. I'll be very excited. And then it gets Uh, really, really real when you get sent home from the hospital. Oh, I bet because all the help's gone, like all the oh, nurses no. and all it's that. It's on you. Yeah. yeah, isn't it crazy? I, I think we talked about this last time, but I, I just think it's so crazy that if you want to drive a car, you got to take a test and you got to pass yeah. it and you got to get a license. Yeah. Um, if you want to drink, you have to be a certain age at least. Kids, nope, no one's checking anything. You're, you know what I mean? It's just like it's. It seems like the the ultimate responsibility, and there's nothing that prohibits anyone from doing it. No <laughs> It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's wild. It's it's a lot harder to get out of the house now. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you guys feel like you ever, do you leave like to go eat very often or anything or is it just kind of a pain in the ass? Um, But rarely. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on his mood. Oh, is he moody like you? No. (laughs) It's just, I mean, you don't know why they're crying sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just being difficult. Yeah, wild man. Well, this has been fun, dude. I know. Uh, I know you got you got a lot to get back to, so I don't want to hold you too long. Um, I would love to ask you the questions I ask everybody at the end because now we've got what three or four of these. I think I've asked you every single one, so I'm curious if they've changed. Um, the first one is just tools you use. So you just hit on you know if you're hunting, for example, you just throw it in your. It sounds like you have like you just use your notes app on your phone and throw in a bunch of things you got to follow up with. Um, but what tools do you use day to day to plan out, you know, yearly goals, um, down to daily tasks and just like, what do you, what tools do you use to get shit done? I mean, basically it's, I mean, I'm pretty old school and sometimes it's so fast paced here in the office with phone calls and emails, like you resort to writing it on a notepad. Mm. Um, you know, that keeps me organized, sticky notes, notes in your phone when you're on the road or out looking at a property. So I mean, using every piece of technology you can, whatever is available available to you at the time. So, do you what? What's if you're like if you um, if you're if you're at the office, do you have like a notebook you still use? I used to use like some sort of planner thing. Yeah, I still use a planner. Okay, yeah, so what does that look like? Just like every day, you just have you just have it mapped out what you're doing today. Yeah, it's more so a to do list, and you know things come in at different times, and whatever takes priority, and you know whatever needs to get done sooner rather than later. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Very good. And then, um, so if you're on the road, yeah, you just throw stuff into a notes app and then when you get home, you can throw it on the paper or whatever. Yep. Typically. Nice. Nice. Okay. Straightforward. I'm the same way. I think there's not a whole lot of method to it. I mean, you just got to take it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to be said though about pen and paper. I mean, I'm one of those people that's probably over obsessed with all like the possible tools out there. And then it seems like every time I end up resorting back to just my, my planner, it's just like, just I don't know something about writing it down and now there's something about getting it out of my head and out of the computer or I think it's something about having not having a to-do list on the same thing that I'm working on. Like it's nice to have a separate thing. That's like my plan. And then I'm working on my laptop. Yeah. 
I've noticed when it's on my laptop, if I have like a tab open with a to-do list app, it seems in theory that it should all be captured and it's way more organized, but then it's so much easier to get distracted. It is. Because it's like another browser tab. But I mean, my, my notes on my phone almost reiterate my notes on a pad of paper. But when I'm on the road, I have those notes available with me in my hand. But if I'm mm. sitting at a desk, I have it on a pad of paper. I, I'm weird like that. Oh, I get it. So you're, you kind of write them down on both. They inevitably end up on both. Yep. Got it. Love it. Love it. Sometimes simple's better, man. Um, the next one is source of knowledge. So just if there's been a podcast you've listened to recently, a book you've read or listened to, or just an article, anything for the audience that's listening today that you could share with them. Oh, uh, if you're big into real estate, I've got this book sitting right next to me too. It's called the, uh, the millionaire real estate agent. And it is written by Gary Keller. It's a great book. Great book. Basically Sweet. how to take your business to the next level and like things that's worked for them and, Oh, is that like the Keller real? I've I've heard of that, like the real estate company. Keller Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, nice, yep. sweet. Yep. Have you finished it? Is it like you'd recommend it? No, I'm probably three quarters of the way through it. Okay, nice, nice. It's hard one. to find time to read when you're that busy, but yeah, I try to do that. I was gonna say, do you do you read physical books? Yes, I need to I, switch to audio books. I've been doing audio books now for almost yeah. two years. I think I I try to read one physical book. I started it, and same thing. I'm like, I just. I do um, every day when I lunge, I listen to my audiobook. So I've just like cranked through. It's like 20 minutes every single day of just like audiobook. It's just so much. It's by the end of the year, it's a shit ton. And I spend so much time on the road that it would probably be beneficial if I went to audio. But now my time on the road is phone calls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's hard. tough. Yeah, because yeah. if you're just on the phone the whole time anyway, it's not like it's adding a lot of value for you. Right. You'd like audiobooks, though. If you can retain it, I think that's the hardest thing. I know some people just like it doesn't. It doesn't, they, they don't retain anything when Sometimes, they listen. But, I mean, it's the same way with reading a book too. Like you can read through a page and be like, what did I just read? Yeah. I have a whole, it's kind of cool. I have a folder in my notes app on my phone that every time I start a new audio book, I start a new note and then nice. it's just like the cliff notes. So if I, if I heard something that I think is important, I'll just write nice. it in that note. But it's cool now because like there's books I read, you know, like a year ago that I can just go to that and I can like scroll through the cliff notes and kind of get the point of listening to the whole book. It's a good idea. It's cool. I have like this whole library of just like cliff notes of cool books I've read. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, if you want to plug anything, the last question is just how can people follow along with your journey? I think I personally think your Instagram is super cool to follow. So if you want to plug that, I'll add that to the show notes too. But or if yep. people want to learn more about what you do at Whitetail, um, if you want to, uh, you know, connect or uh, plug the website, that'd be good too. So yeah, people can website, check it out. I'm a lot more, um, business centric on Facebook than I am Instagram. Instagram is more personal, but either way we can get all that stuff out there too. If they want to follow along and some of these listings I got coming up and do a lot more videos in the summer with habitat management and stuff. So, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I will, um, I'll follow up with you and we can add the links in the show notes and point people there just so they can yeah. click on it and check it out. Sounds good. Cool, buddy. Well, thanks for taking the time, man. Glad we got to connect before the end of the year, and thanks for being on uh, episode 200. This is exciting. Yeah, I, I had this me. marked in the calendar for a long-ass time to make sure I got you as number 200. Yep, glad to be the uh, the 200 mark. Hell yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's crazy to think. Our first one was... It'd be fun to go back and listen to that one and listen to this one next. That one, that one's probably hilarious. It would, yeah. It's probably, yeah. When we both have more time, we'll have to get you here in person, because the in-person setup is pretty sweet. I'd love to. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll have to get you to Chicago for once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my my never-ending battle to get you here yeah 
It's my favorite place. I know it is. I know. Yeah. We'll get you here. We'll get you. All right, buddy. Well, good talking to you. Happy New Year. And yep, uh, I'll talk Happy to you soon, year. man. You bet. All right, buddy.